Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. I'm your host, Joseph Robertson, and I'm joined today by Drew Moody, the uh, owner, publisher, writer, editor of Corner of the Cafe, and uh, friend and longtime contributor of Coffee Lovers Magazine. You'll wow. have seen his coffee reviews in pretty much every issue, because they're awesome. Uh, thank you for joining me today, Drew. Yeah, you know it. This is our round two. Uh, yeah, because... so much looser already. <laughs> Naturally, I screwed up the recording on the first one. Um, getting now. Well, uh, I, it's because it's like nine. Well, I think it's like ten p.m. here now, and it's been at least twelve hours since I've had my coffee. And so, here I am, two cups in. Two cups in. Okay, you run the show. I'll sit back. Sit ends the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do you, what do you, uh, what are you drinking today? Right now I have, uh, the Congo Sopacti from Quill's Coffee in, uh, Louisville, Kentucky or Louisville. Right. Uh, someone can inform us, uh, which, uh, you know, how wrong we are. Yeah. Uh, feel free to <laughs> send us on that. Yeah. Send us a tweet. A tweet. I need to come up with a hashtag. Um, I don't know. We'll figure that out. Um, you mentioned earlier that, uh, you made this one in the Chemex, is that right? Yes. And that's your, yes. uh, 15 to one ratio for those of you who are interested in that. You said 17 to one? 15. 15 to one. 15 to one. But it's 32 grams coffee and then, uh, 480 milliliters of water. Hmm. Or grams. Milliliters and grams are interchangeable, right? Well, uh, I thought so too, but I heard, um, my friend Shannon Knuckles tell me, Shannon Knuckles is one of the roasters for Passion House here in Chicago. She told me that when you, uh, I guess room temperature water, milliliters and grams are equal, but if you boil the water, it loses weight. So if you have 480 milliliters, it might actually be like 470 grams. I need to look into that. Can we get a science person on that? <laughs> yeah. No, there are so many uh, science people in coffee. They should look into that and let me know because it's well documented. I'm not interested in numbers. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to brew not by weight to me now. Yeah. I believe that. Brewing by weight is so simple and consistent. Um, yeah. Which by the way, if you're listening, uh, the first thing, if, if you want to improve your coffee at home, the first thing you should get is a grinder, and you should start grinding your coffee right before you brew it. A really quality grinder. True, but even if you can only get, like honestly, and I know I get flack for this, but even if you just get like one of those crappy blade spice grinders, uh, mm -hmm. it's still better than uh, pre-grinding it. <laughs> Definitely. But yes, you, you highly recommended um an iceberg grinder i have um i'm actually traveling with uh i have my i have my little travel kit which is an aeropress um a handberg grinder I'm trying to remember the the brand name of it it's one of the metal ones not the hario um does that ring a bell to you no not a metal one i have the i have the hario metal myself okay um i had that one at home and it's a nice one. It's a good one. This one's a bit slimmer. Um, 
more compact. And actually, to be honest, uh, the burrs are more stable. Uh, I found the Hario, the burrs kind of moved around sometimes. Yeah. Um, this one does not, which is nice. Uh, so I have that and I have a little pocket scale. So a uh, grinder first and then a scale or both at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um, just because I think, uh, you know, if, if it's of interest to you, then consistency is probably your best tool for discovering new things in coffee. Yeah. If you want to drink, have the same experience from cup to cup, you should definitely look into that stuff. Or even just, you know, discovering new experiences. Cause I think, uh, you know, discovering new things in coffee is about, okay, well I've done this and that's what I get. What happens if I do this thing? Uh, and then you know what you've changed to make, you know, a different effect. Uh, yeah. You should keep a log too. If you just have a little in diary and write down your parameters and see what you thought. You know, hey, you know, that's how I got into reviewing coffee. That's right. That's right. So, uh, yeah, why don't you tell us about, um, uh, tell us all about that corner of the cafe, how you got started. Mm -hmm. Let's, uh, let's learn about you, Drew. Sure. Um, well, corner of the cafe, uh, .com, uh, is my website. It's, a. Uh, it's become a, uh, coffee review website. Um, when I, when it started out, it's, I sort of wanted it to be my, like, um, my adventures in specialty coffee. And I wanted to review cafes and, uh, coffees. And I wanted to talk about my opinions of the industry and, you know, have insights and stuff like that. But over time, it's just, it's become exclusively coffee reviews, which I'm trying to change. Oh, uh, what else are you interested in doing? Well, I, I'd like to take it back to, um, the beginning and start writing more opinion pieces and, it's hard because I'm not, you know, particular. I'm not really in the industry anymore. I'm more a casual observer of it. Mm. So it's hard to formulate opinions on the goings on of the industry and the community when you're not really a part of it or uh, involved with it. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd say you still are. You're still writing about it. Maybe not. I'm still, maybe not full yeah. time, but yeah. You can't escape coffee, coffee, Drew. It's going to come after you, okay? It'll find you. It'll hunt yeah. you down. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I started the, the blog when I worked at Pete's Coffee um, here in Chicago. Uh, so, yeah, I got an opportunity to uh, work in book publishing, and I decided to pursue that instead of working at the shop. And um, but I wanted to keep my at least one foot in the coffee world, maybe my big toe in the coffee world. And uh, I decided to start this blog. And the blog was going to be a way where I could just sort of, you know, explore new things and learn more. And over time, I've been doing it for three and a half years now. It, I'm still learning a lot of new stuff, but the direction of the blog or the focus of it has become more um, of an educational thing rather than a learning thing. Does that make any sense? So, so you've you've gone through your learning, and now you want to take that and take it to the next phase. Yeah, I've become a teacher mm -hmm. instead of a student, sort of. 
I guess. Um, we're all always students, I think. We're always students of something, yes. Boy, that I think that was the most non-committal way I could explain that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's been a lot of fun running the website, and it's getting more and more popular as time goes on, which is, you know, it's really good. Um, and I'm really appreciative of all my readers. I've got a lot of people that follow it loyally, and it's been really flattering that these specialty roasters who put their whole soul into what they do um, are putting stock in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. But I think you, you do a good, honest, uh, clear review that's accessible to many people, uh, which is why I enjoy having you in the magazine. <laughs> um, and that's been a lot of fun, too. I'll chat while you're doing that. I actually, while you were talking, I um, I snuck over and grabbed the, the little hand mill I have. The brand is Porlex. Oh, Porlex. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So they make a, I think they just make two sizes of hand mill, but they're all... Uh, stainless steel, I think, with the ceramic burrs. Um, I have the mini one, which is fantastic for travel. Um, you can technically fit it inside of the AeroPress. Um, like in the, you know, the plunger has the, um, you know, the open area in it. Uh, some people yeah. geek out on they can put this in there, which I think is silly because it gets stuck too easy. Um, but anyways, it's a nice compact. It uh, grinds just enough for, like in, in one fill, I can do uh, 24 grams, I think, which is pretty much what I use in an AeroPress. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've, I had the had the Hario hand mill for a long time. Um, but I'll be honest, I'm far more impressed with the build quality of the Porlex. Um, so I would say that's my primary recommendation. But if you can get a hand mill, that one's a good. I used that for two years. Well, you were talking about uh, the coffee you're drinking this morning. I um, I, I think I mentioned it's like 10 p.m. here because I'm on the other side of the world still. Um, so I'm not drinking coffee right now. But I had uh, this morning um, a uh, coffee from uh, one of the well-known local cafes called Ristretto. Um the, the guy who started it learned coffee in Australia, and they do they do some interesting things. I would say they have, hands down, the best um, cappuccino-like drinks. They're, mm. They are very, very talented at making... Um, so, I mean, there's obviously the cappuccino, but they have a couple versions of their own, which... Our, our custom recipes and the, the ratios are tweaked. Um, they only ever pull ristretto shots, which, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that is the first half of a regular espresso shot. Yeah. Uh, so you, you pull half of a shot and then you stop, and that's a ristretto. Um, but so I got there Costa Rica because I was, I was curious. I don't think I'd ever had a um, coffee plain just straight up from costa rica it may have been in a blend that i've had before but um, uh it's pretty good it's uh just a it's a really good like morning coffee um it's like just kind of dark and rich and smooth and just kind of a kind of a good coffee you know not mind-blowing but just a good coffee 
Yeah, that's what I, I really like um, those Costa Ricas for morning time coffee. It's just rich, nutty, chocolatey. Mm-hmm. You know, it's pretty straightforward. It's not going to break your palate. Brazils are good for breakfast coffees too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think, um, well, Brazils are often used in. Um, Sorry, my mind is skipping around. The Brazils are often used in uh, blends for uh, espresso. Yeah, they're used as a base because they usually have so many low-end notes, uh, like those rich chocolates and nuts, something to for a really bright, like a Kenya, to Mm -hmm. play off of. Is that the same for the Costa Ricas? Are there people using the Costa Rica as a base? You know, um... Because it struck me that that would be good. Yeah. Costa Rica has been going through quite a, a, a lot of changes. I think the thing with Costa Rica is, is that they might be a little too spicy hmm. for uh, espresso or for using as a base. Um, Brazils are pretty straightforward, and they're not going to vary too much. But Costa Rica, a lot like Colombia, is having quite a renaissance with um, their profiles. Fascinating. The, that that quote unquote classic Costa profile is changing. So I've had a few this year. I mean, that were bright, tart, zesty, really juicy. Yeah, it's a it's been an interesting couple of years for Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fascinating uh, that you just mentioned um, some some impressions of of flavor and experience in coffee. Is is how we get to describing that. Because mm, yeah. the description of juicy and coffee is is kind of weird, weird when I stand back and think about it. Yep. But there are times when it just makes sense, and uh, and I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's your olfactory kicking in. Um, it's like uh, the way I describe it is your brain has a Rolodex of different adjectival phrases and descriptors and when you come across something that you're trying to describe your brain will automatically start rifling through those things that you've had before and finding for ways to connect it it's like all your synapses are firing off at once and they're trying to connect to each other Mm -hmm. um so searching for some kind of memory in the past of, of something similar yeah yeah, and uh, you know they say that sense of smell is the most intimately connected with uh, memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, sense of taste is also very intimately connected. So if you had a star fruit or a pomegranate one time in your life, and um, your your taste buds will sort of retain that information, mm-hmm. and then you know it could be ten years later you'll have a cup of coffee. And there's something about it that you can't quite put your finger on. If you think about it hard enough, eventually your brain will come up with all this stuff you had before and be like, oh, pomegranate. Yes, that's the one thing I had before that I can most closely relate this taste to. The brain is a weird place, man. There's a there's a really cool video um, on, uh, on YouTube. It's just a handheld. Sorry, I think it was a phone video but of uh, joseph brodsky of 90 plus coffee 
Yeah. Um, and he was doing, uh, I think like a tasting presentation. I don't know where exactly. I think, um, I want to say it was in Japan. Uh, but, uh, so there was someone there recording this and he was kind of going through his process of how he interprets and tastes something. And as he's, as he's tasting coffee in front of him, he says, oh, and that one, uh, uh, tastes of, uh, elderflower. And then he pauses and he says, and you know, the reason I say a taste of el- elderflower is because several years ago, uh, and he's just kind of thinking, he says, several years ago, I was in an airport. I think it was in Germany or something like that. And I had these elderflower candies. And as I was, took a sip of that coffee, I just had a flash of that candy. Uh, and that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. That is exactly right. Mm. Um, I used to teach a cupping class when I worked at Pete's, or not really cupping class, it was a tasting class, and we would have customers come in and, you know, I people kind of get intimidated, I think, um, <clears throat> by cupping terms, and, you know, I, I have a pretty, I have a decent palate, and so I can pick out some pretty interesting flavors. And like my dad, for instance, is always like, man, where are you picking this stuff up? I don't even know. How would you taste raspberry puree in a coffee? It's weird. <laughs> what does that even mean? Yeah. And he's, you know, a lot of people are interested in doing that. So when I taught a class, um, I had a, an older gentleman who was really frustrated because he couldn't pick out, you know, chocolate, caramel, butterscotch, toffee, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I always, I told him, you know, can you say if it's good or not? He's like, well, yeah, I can say it's good. It's okay. You're a coffee reviewer now. You're a coffee taster. The first thing you need to know is, is this coffee good or bad? Mm-hmm. If you can do that, you can do just about anything when it comes to tasting. Because then from there you can go, what do I like about it? What don't I like about it? And then once you can pinpoint what you do like, then you can start exploring, you know, individual and get really down into the minutia. And really, that's all I'm doing when I review coffee. The first two or three times I brew it, it's always, do I like this? What is my initial reaction? How do I feel overall? And then from there, I'll go into like doing it different ways, um, you know, between Chemex and Hario and AeroPress or whatever. And then I'll start picking out, um, individual flavors that I like across the spectrum of brewing devices and collecting my thoughts that way. But anybody can review coffee. It's an easy job to do. <laughs> That's why I'm getting dethroned by so many amazing coffee bloggers out there right now. I remember you uh, tweeting about this. Um, it's uh, it's fun to see a lot of new people coming into that uh, that sphere. You think it you're is. being dethroned, though? Well, no, <laughs> I've got a solid hold on my kingdom. No, um, it's when I first started coffee blogging, there was only, I don't know, two or three of us. Um, there was me, uh, there was Jamie Ferguson, who's still go- going strong at uh, coffeeadventures.com. She's a really good blogger. And then there was a guy named Mike Crimmins who had Daily Shot of Coffee, and he's really the one who got me started with the website, and he helped me build it and helped me uh, develop my voice and find an audience. He has since retired, 
but in the three and a half years that I started where it's gone from just the two or three of us, now I think there's boy, eight or nine or even 10 different blogs out there that are all fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, they're putting my site to shame. <laughs> well, I, you're, I mean, the, the unique thing, the unique thing about that sort of, that sort of field, that kind of uh, tasting coffee and putting your thoughts on there. I mean, corner of the cafe is you and that's unique. No one's going to be able to replicate or replace that. Um, I it. Huh? I appreciate it. Oh, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth though. I mean, uh, it's you and you, uh, you represent yourself very well. Um, uh, so yeah, I wouldn't be, wouldn't be concerned about being dethroned. I mean, unless you stop writing, I'd say that's the only way you're going to be dethroned is if you, uh, unthrown yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And you know, it's not, we're not really in competition with each other. I'm, I'm good friends with every blogger out there and we have built a pretty solid community just amongst ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you can get too many different opinions on a coffee either. I mean, if if I'm looking around and I'm like actually like digging into reviews about a coffee, I'm happy to see multiple different viewpoints. Yeah. I think that's a positive thing. Definitely. And I think uh, roasters really value that information. I mean, I've always said that uh, when roasters send me coffee to review, they're not sending me coffee to drink in the morning for breakfast, you know, mm-hmm. I'm providing them a service. Um, I'm trying, I'm giving them honest feedback of their work, um, which I think is valuable. Uh, do you get, uh, do you get coffee sent to you that you just don't like and, and you don't review them? No, I, I review everything I'm sent. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, uh, you know, it's 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 hard saying negative things about a product that somebody sends you for free. Number one, mm-hmm. number two, it's hard to say negative things about a product that, especially from a small business owner who's just trying to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because my my big thing has always been support small business and shop local. So, I mean, I had, um, I don't want to say the name of the company, but I had a copy earlier this year, I think, or maybe it was last year. And it was one of the, the worst copies I've ever had in my life. But it was just from this guy who was, you know, doing farmer's markets and roasting in his garage. Mm-hmm. And he was just trying to get a little wholesale operation going. And, um, yeah, so I, I, I mean, I kind of ripped it apart in the website mm-hmm. or my review of it. And he sent me this email. And he's like, hey, man, <laughs> chill out. <laughs> and that's when I was like, yeah, I can be kind of a jerk sometimes. Um, and it's, it's, it's really hard because you want to be honest and straightforward with your audience. Right. That's rule number one for a reviewer. And you, you want to say, well, I don't care if I offend anybody. This is my unadulterated opinion. But, you know, if you have a conscience, it's hard not to feel bad about, you know, 
tearing some guy's dream apart, <laughs> you know? Mm. Did he take uh, your your sort of feedback and make changes? You know, I haven't tried anything from uh, that company since. Gotcha. Uh, I think maybe he's uh, too afraid to have his stuff reviewed now. Um, Understandable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for for our uh, for our listeners out there, we were um, in in the previous attempt at recording this, <laughs> we were talking about. Um, kind of how to get into new coffee. And I think both the the idea of trying new coffees and also uh, checking out new cafes. Um, I mean, I know I have a specific process I use when I go to a new cafe. Um, but uh, what's your process? Uh, I, cause I'm not really, I'm not really reviewing cafes specifically, although on this trip, I actually kind of am. Um, although I'm putting together more of a guide and less of a review. Um, okay. So my my guide is more of a compilation of um, places that You're like a Rick Steves for coffee. <laughs> well, it, it's not going to be like um, it, it's it's a it's a compilation of places that I think are really pushing the envelope, and I think um, if you're traveling to Thailand, it's worth going to these places, sort of thing. Um, okay. But so that that's here in, in particular. But whenever I go to a new cafe. Um, it's very simple. I start with an espresso um, because to me, that'll tell me everything I need to know about what they think about coffee and service and their employees. It's very insightful. And I it's, totally agree. It's the most complex thing to produce. Um, and I mean, if it's a place that does the sort of, you know, typical dark roast latte, milk, sugar, coffee drinks, and that's fine. But if they do that, then the espresso is going to taste of ash and I'll know immediately. I don't know. Maybe I'm too quick to judge, but uh, it's been uh, pretty helpful so far. Definitely. Uh, uh, what about yourself? Um, for when, when it comes to getting my opinion of a cafe, I'm more about the feel and the vibe of the place. Um, you know, I'm not really an espresso drinker mm-hmm. myself personally um which i've been criticized for and that's okay <laughs> um how dare I'm you more... have preferences yeah yeah well you know i i i understand the criticism i mean um i think espresso is becoming more of the focal point of the coffee industry when you have uh you know barista championships and um signature drinks and that kind of stuff. And the Brewer's Cup has become sort of, you know, the... There's less the, focus uh, on the Brewer's Cup, too. Yeah, sure. the redheaded stepchild of the industry. And I think uh, um, Black Coffee um, Filtered has so many intricacies, and um, it's such an art form all to itself. Um that I want to spend my time just focusing on that. Mm-hmm. And eventually, I'll, you know, maybe someday I'll start reviewing shots of espresso or it's not that I don't like espresso. It's just that I just want to focus on black coffee for now. Oh, anyway, I think that's true. So, I mean, I, I, pref- I usually prefer brew personally. Um, yeah. Uh, and I don't know why that is. Although lately I've been on kind of a cappuccino kick. Uh, not so much. Here in Thailand, when I say lately, I mean before I left. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, 
so, so when I go to a cafe, um, I'll get a cup of black coffee, pour over if they have that service. And that's, for me, is sort of the first thing I look for is, do they even have a slow bar service? Mm-hmm. If they don't, then, you know, that's a point against. And then I move on to my second thing, which is, uh, you know, service of the employees. And then I'll just sort of sit. And this is where the name of the website came from, a table in the corner of the cafe. I'll just sit at the table that's sort of off by itself in the corner. And I'll just kind of people watch. And I'll take in, you know, the atmosphere, you know, what kind of music they're playing, at what volume. You know, I've been to cafes where they're playing EDM and dubstep and trip hop. And it's like, this is nonsense. This isn't, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Because I'm an old man that yeah. yells at trains. Get off my lawn. Yeah. Turn, turn yeah, down the music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's too loud and I am too old. You should start a new website called Turn Down the Music. <laughs> I should. Yeah. Uh, that can be your cafe review site. and Well, no, a corner of the cafe. That's how it started. <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm more about like can't. Not only is it do I enjoy the coffee here, it's do I enjoy actually being here, mm-hmm. or do I like take my coffee to go because I can't wait to leave. And I have been to many cafes where I was like, I cannot wait to get out of here because it's terrible. Interesting. No matter how good the coffee is, like you can have an amazing coffee experience in the cup, but then the cop, the cafe around you, will just ruin it yeah. for. Some stupid reason, you know. Well, the overall experience is is really what it's about. Yep. So that's what I look for when I go to a shop. Hey, so I um, I'm sitting here, and we didn't we didn't talk about this in the first attempt at this uh, radio episode. Um, but one of the one of the places I was going to check out in Thailand, um, I couldn't actually ever find their cafe. Uh, which is not an unusual challenge here, finding places. But I got some yeah. other coffee in the grocery store, and uh, I figured I could open it and record my initial reaction. <laughs> yeah, let's hear your review. I'm highly, I'm highly skeptical. I mean, I'm not going to brew it right now, but uh, um, yeah, it's it's interesting because there are some. Uh, kind of questionable things that sometimes happen. Uh, like, first off, this uh, this coffee is supposedly 100% Arabica, but I've bet dollars to donuts that it's um, shoot, uh, Katimor. Which, I mean, I guess some people consider that Arabica, but it's a blend of Arabica and Robusta, or a hybrid. Anyway, so that's odd to me. And I also see some well, a lot of places claim they serve organic Thai coffee, uh, which is kind of impossible because in order to grow coffee in Thailand, specifically, if you're listening to this episode, this radio episode, um, last the last episode, I had a chat with uh, Ray Berger, who's a farmer here in Thailand, farmer and a processor. Um and he uh, he explained to me that in order to actually grow the coffee, he needs to supplement 
chemically with nitrogen and phosphorus. It's just not possible otherwise. Huh. Um, and that therefore it's not organic. So un unless these farmers are using like several tons of manure for every plant, it's not organic. Anyways, but it's Thailand, so uh, I guess you can say whatever you want. All right, here we go. I'm skeptical because um, it doesn't smell amazing already. It's just it's you, in a, it's in one of these. Like. What's that? Said so use your words. What does it smell like? Um, well, grass. Okay. Dirt. I haven't opened it yet. It's in one of these bags with the gasket. Yeah, grass and dirt. That's what I'm smelling. Use your words. All right, here we go. <laughs> oh, that's a really dark roast. Oh, it's so oily. Ooh. Oh, it's just, it's so greasy. It's, it smells like, uh, it smells like Thai coffee. <laughs> And uh, for yeah. all you listening at home, that's the first indicator that the coffee's not going to taste like anything. Yeah, the, uh, the the oils are just, it's just covered in oils. I wish I could show this. Um, but it's like, I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, I mean, it's like if you take coffee and just uh, lather it in olive oil. <laughs> that's kind of what it looks like. It was lathered in oil, because uh, you know the oils are coming out, and I can see the char on the beans too. Oh yeah, no oh. good. I'll brew some tomorrow morning and see what it's like. But um, oh, there's a weird aroma. Hold on, sour, kind of a. Uh... Ooh, what is that? I can't put a. You know, my, my, one of my first impressions, I mean, it had that kind of chocolatey, it's, uh, it's sort of chocolatey coffee flavor that you get, like, in a grocery store. Cause, uh, that generic coffee smell. Yeah. But now I'm getting some, like, sour, um, I want to call it rancid. Does coffee go rancid? I mean, I would wager to guess this was roasted a month and a half ago. Oh, because it doesn't it doesn't have a roast date on the box. It has a goodbye date, okay. and it's goodbye next July. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, that that's interesting. I guess. You know, I'm actually surprised Starbucks has an expiration date on their bags too. They don't have a roasted on date. It's it's enjoy by you know um, seven months from now or whatever. Yeah, I don't know why they do that. Um, it's I mean, not, it has a shelf life of two weeks. Well, I mean, technically, coffee doesn't. It, it's, but it doesn't have a shelf life. I mean, it's constantly like, um, sort of degrading the flavors, like the gases and the oils and everything are constantly going. But it does it ever actually like? I mean, you could technically drink coffee in a year. You you could. It. I mean, it doesn't like spoil like produce. Right. Yeah, you're not going to get uh, food sickness from uh, drinking coffee a year off expiration date, as far as I know. I'm presuming it's stored properly. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm not in the FDA or anything, but 
Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> huh. All That's right. a good question for Peter Giuliano. Hmm. Let's see if I can... Uh... I should get him on here. You should get him on here. He would be a fantastic guest and a very a lot more interesting than me. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you you are you are a fantastic guest, Drew, and you're going to come on again. Um, we're over time here because I like to prattle on. Um, but uh, yeah, we're going to do this many times. I mean, we've already done it twice. We've already done it twice in one day. And and it was like an entirely different conversation the second time. <laughs> It really was. I think we could just keep going and going and going. Yeah. But uh, it could be a whole series. <laughs> Let's make a new radio show. Joe yeah, and Drew. Chatting with Drew. Ch- Joe and Drew in the morning. Joe and Drew in the morning. Yes. <laughs> oh no. Oh, we'll have to think about that. All right. Make it the morning zoo show. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's um. Let's do one of our classic. Uh, Sort of eh endings. Eh. All right. Thanks for you need a sign off. I do. Like uh like Nerdist has enjoy your burrito. You need something like that. All right. I'll I'll think of something and come up with it later. All right. Yeah. Next time we do this, I expect to have a sign off. Okay. I'll I'll make one especially for you. <laughs> for our chats with mornings with Joe and Drew. Yeah. yeah. It's been Joe and Drew in the morning. Da, 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 da. Have a great afternoon. And that's it.